You're listening to Rosemary Goes to the Mall, the saga of one woman's lonely journey around the Mall of America. Well, it's another day at the mall. It is packed in here. It's a Friday, and I, I walk into the amusement park just to check it out, and it is crazy. If I thought it was crazy last time, it's twice as crazy today. People are everywhere screaming the noise. The din is really overwhelming. Uh, I had a pretty good shopping trip last time. I feel pretty good about it. I'm getting back into the groove. Um, I had a, a bit of a dip um, in my um, my shopping experiences a, a couple visits ago. After I reached the halfway mark, you know, I really... Um, I lost... Um, I lost focus. I, I, I couldn't keep my eye on the prize, if you know what I mean. But I'm feeling pretty good today. Uh, and I enjoyed going to the fortune teller so much last time that I decided that I'm going to start the day today with a trip to the fortune teller in the amusement park. So I go to the token vendor and I buy a few tokens and I go over to the fortune teller and um, put my coins in. There's a few girls hanging around it, like, you know, pre-teen girls hanging around, obviously wishing that they could get their fortune told. And so they look at me kind of jealously as I put my tokens in. And I feel kind of bad because I remember that feeling from when I was a kid and not really necessarily having access to the money or whatever to, to, um, to do stuff like that, but being really interested in things like fortune telling. Uh, so anyway, here's my fortune for the day. And I'm hoping that this will, I'm hoping that this will give some focus and, um, you know, some, some kind of feeling to me about, uh, my shopping day ahead. Okay. You've been going really hard at your work and at play. It is moderation that is the silken string running through the pearl chain of all virtues. For the poorest man would not part with health for money, but the richest would gladly part with all their money for their health. Slow down just a little, for you will gain enlightenment. That little pause will bring you sound health, the greatest of gifts, contentedness, contentedness, the greatest of riches, trust the greatest of qualities, and then enlightenment, the great happiness. I have to say I'm a little mystified by this, and I don't know that this really is going to play out at all in terms of, in terms of my shopping day, but I guess, I guess I'll give it a whirl. My returns go fine. I'm really nervous when I first go to Dakota Watch and then go to Zales to do my returns because they can see each other and I feel really self-conscious about returning things to stores where they can, you know, actually know that I'm doing this at more than one place. Uh, but um, it actually turns out fine and I realize that they, they don't really care what I'm doing. But... Um, once I'm finished with that, I make my way upstairs to the third floor. 
and uh, you know, usually the third floor has been a bit of a dud for me, although uh, with the shining exception of Nordstrom Rack, where I found all those fabulous clothes for like no money. But in general, it's just got like the crappy stores that can't afford to be on the first or second floor. And I I go upstairs and realize that I've already done a couple of the stores here. I got a little confused when I was doing the south side and I kept going past Bloomingdale's here and I did the uh, scrapbooking store and I did lens crafters. So that in addition to the fact that there are a couple boarded up stores or not boarded up, you know, they, they're closed, they're whatever, empty storefronts. Um, that means there's not that many stores to do here. I, and I, I need a little focus. So I sit down uh, on a bench in the middle of this uh, hallway and try to look at the stores and think about what would be good to do today. And I've been thinking, I've been thinking about how it's interesting that there's very little useful stuff at the Mall of America. I mean, like I'm going to have to schedule a trip to go to Target to, um, you know, stock up on toothpaste and shampoo and things like this because I can't, you know, I'm spending all my time shopping at the Mall of America and I don't have time to get the stuff that we actually need. And I think it's really interesting. It's this huge megalithic monstrosity that is filled with stuff that is essentially useless except in a very materialistic sense, uh, you know, like it's useful to look cooler. It's useful to, you know, whatever, um, you know, there, I obviously I'm exaggerating. There are a few useful things, but there's just, it's kind of amazing that like, there's not one CVS, for example, where I could go and buy some dental floss. So Anyway, this is my um, brilliant observation about the mall. I've really been thinking about this a lot, mainly because we are running out of toothpaste and I really do need to get to Target. And I never have any time because I'm spending all my time, you know, shopping at the mall. In any case, it dawns on me as I sit in on this bench that what I should do is try to buy something useful at each store. And I realize that this may be impossible, but I I think that this would be a worthwhile endeavor for the day. So with that in mind, I stand up and I walk over to my first store of the day, which is not Lids, which is the first store on the corner, because I've already shopped at Lids, um, a different Lids. But instead, it is the Lake Wobegon store for Garrison Keeler's radio show. And, um, you know, I'm not a huge Garrison Keeler fan, but everybody here is super proud um, that Garrison Keeler is so darn famous and, you know, makes quaint little Minnesota so appealing to the rest of the universe. It's also, I think, the day that the Lake Wobegon uh, movie is coming out. Oh, what's it called? Uh, Prairie Home Companion. 
uh, it's it actually premieres today. So in some ways, maybe it's kind of fitting that I go to this store. There's all kinds of stuff in here, and I'm not really sure what is going to be useful to me. The Joy of Rhubarb book is kind of cool, and uh, I certainly like rhubarb. And I think about, well, it would be useful to have a good recipe for like rhubarb pie or something. Uh, but I flip through it, and I really don't need an entire cookbook on rhubarb. Although we did plant some rhubarb in our community garden plot. Uh, so I will be cooking some rhubarb, but I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be able to, um, you know, figure out uh, rhubarb pie without this book. Uh, so then what else do they have? They have this How to Talk Minnesotan CD a simple audio guide. And this actually seems like it would be kind of useful. Um, it has some quotations on the back, like, my husband is Minnesotan, and I never truly understood him until I had the CD. And, but, you know, it's kind of hokey. It's kind of stupid. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure I really want to spend my money on it. But that's that's a definite possibility. They also have the All-American Outhouse Stories Design and construction. And were I planning on building an outhouse, uh, this also might be a very useful book, but I, although I think it's kind of funny, I don't know if this is the ticket. It does have some very useful advice if you were going to build an outhouse, like um, don't build in um, a river valley because um, it'll get flooded. And um, build on high, dry land. It doesn't have to be a mountaintop, they said, but high, dry land. So, you know, that's pretty good advice. I don't know what you do if you live in a river valley. You have to build your outhouse somewhere, and you're not going to, like, you know, climb a mountain to go take a crap. I'm sure they address that in this book, um, but I believe that I'm not going to find out about that. Um, I pick up this book, which is called... Oli and Lena jokes, uh, and it says spicy, zany, ribald. How do you pronounce that? R I B A L D. Ribald, I think. Salty, rare jokes about your favorite Scandinavians, Oli and Lena. And I believe that this might be a useful book because we could start to understand the Minnesotan culture. I guess Oli and Lena jokes are a real thing here for all these Scandinavians. It's like these two dumb, a country bumpkin Scandinavians and, uh, and all their quirky, tight-fisted um, Minnesotan ways. Uh, so I think that this might be a good one, and it's only two fifty. So um, I picked that one up off the shelf and and um if it's really spicy and uh zany then um you know I, I i think it would definitely be worth it uh then i come across joey green's incredible country store potions notions and elixirs of the past and how to make them today this is a super cool book this book is like how like all these stories about all these products that we use all the time and then how to make your own homemade version of them. So it's like everything from homemade Alka-Seltzer 
to homemade Mars bars, homemade Play-Doh, all these stories about everything from like those products to toys, you know, real traditional toys like Lincoln Logs and um, how to make a kite, stuff about hula hoops. Some of my favorites are, I really want to try this, um, homemade cherry lip balm. And what you need are Crisco vegetable shortening, a packet of cherry Kool-Aid, and one clean, empty 35-millimeter Kodak film canister. You melt the Crisco in a coffee cup in the microwave. You empty the packet of Kool-Aid into it, mix it really well, and then pour that into the film canister, refrigerate it overnight, and then you have tasty homemade lip gloss that moisturizes chapped lips. That's incredible to me. I really, God, you can even make homemade juji fruits. That's amazing. I can't believe, wow. Um, I really dig this book and I actually think I might have to keep this one. And I definitely think it would be really useful to have, to be able to, you know, make your own stuff like this. I might even try some of them to, to actually, you know, see if it works. That is really cool. So I'm definitely going to get that. I'm going to get the Oli and Lena jokes too, because um, maybe it'll give me some insight into this strange world uh, in into which I have um, moved. Uh, the guy at the counter wants to know if I'm a Prairie Home Companion fan, and I, I just can't come up with a really enthusiastic yes to that, which seems mystifying to him because why would I be shopping in here if I'm not a fan? Uh, and he also wants to make sure I know about the movie and uh, wants to discuss that it's really more Robert Altman than Garrison Keillor in this movie. I think that's kind of interesting, and I'll have to make my own judgment on that when I actually go and, and check out the film. Now, I just spent entirely too much time in the Lake Wobegon store, but I'm, you know, I'm just not feeling like rushing today. Maybe that's what that fortune was about, just slowing down a little bit, you know, not feeling like I have to go boom, boom, boom and hit so many stores in one day. But I do kind of feel like, you know, it's time to get some focus and move on a little bit. But I'm really psyched about that incredible country store book. That's really cool. And I am totally blown away by this next store, which is called Oxinate. And this is an oxygen bar. And it is this totally blue store and there are these just these signs all over the place which are like oxygen relax revitalize you know blah 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 kinds of stuff and it's got great color it's got this great kind of moody light and um, they do in fact have an oxygen bar out front with all these different colored tubes with bubbling water uh, and tubes coming out of them and um, that you can attach up to. And I go in and this woman greets me and she, I, I just say, um, you know, I'm just really curious about this place. Can you tell me about it? And she said, 
It's a 20-minute experience, and you get 15 minutes in the massage chair with, you know, oxygen and relaxing music. You get 15 minutes there, and then you get another five minutes at the oxygen bar where you get an energy drink and a water or a, a vitamin drink and also um, a shoulder massage at that point. And it's $20 for the 20 minutes. And she says that it, the oxygen will just revitalize you and, you know, really make you, your mind so much sharper. Uh, and, uh, it's just a really fantastic experience. Like if you'll sleep like a baby tonight, if you do it, this kind of thing. And, you know, um, she had me at hello, actually, I was pretty, uh, excited uh, about this as soon as I saw it. And part of me knew that I was going to have to try it. This is an experience that I can't resist. So I tell her I'm going to do it. And she leads me back, uh, into the area where they have all the massage chairs. And there's also a teenage boy who's kind of wandering around trying to decide which one he wants to do. And each chair has three different flavors of oxygen that you can hook into. And I really unsure what to do because there's so many good ones. I decide finally on this citrus one. Uh, and then I go to sit down in the chair and then I realize that that chair is in direct view of everybody that's walking back and forth in the mall. And that makes me really uncomfortable. And I do not want to be on display while I'm doing this. It's just going to make me self-conscious. Uh, so I, I get up from there and I walk over to some others and I settle on one, which has, uh, a fresh one, which has cranberry in it, vanilla bean, which is more relaxing and timber, which is like this, you know, green tree type thing. Uh, and I'm feeling really tired today because I only got like four hours of sleep. And so I feel like I need energy. So I'm excited for this fresh one and I really want to get some energy. So I settle on that. She comes over and she explains how to work. And it turns out you can adjust the things on all three of them. You can either just choose one or you can mix your own concoction of the combination. And I don't know what to do because I really want the energizing one, but then the relaxing one sounds really good. And the revitalizing one sounds good. And it doesn't quite make sense to mix them all together, but I can't decide. I don't want to give any of those experiences up. So I end up turning them all on high. Uh, and there's air coming out of the tube and I'm not quite sure how this is going to work. And she puts this, uh, thing up my nose which is sort of like the kind of thing you'd have if you were in a nursing home and you were on an oxygen tank all the time. And she hooks it around my ears and then down and hooks me up to the hose coming out of my concoction of fresh vanilla bean and timber oxygen. And she puts the headphones on me and, and puts back the massage chair and turns it on. And it is just incredible. I can't really differentiate what's going into my system and whether I'm 
feeling more relaxed, more energized or what, or all of the, all of the above. Um, but the music is crazy. It's like waves crashing with seagulls in the background. And then this echoey saxophone, uh, and, uh, you know, I hate this kind of stuff. It's like so retarded, new age, stupid, but at the same time, it's kind of working for me. And the massage chair gets going and that thing, I mean, I tried out some massage chairs when I was a kid and, you know, I'd go to the mall and I'd go to Brookstone and sit on their massage chairs and, and whatever, but I've never actually had a massage experience in one. They are not half bad, you know, not as good as a professional masseuse, but nothing to sneeze at, man. I'll tell you, it gets going and like, it's shaking me and pushing me up and down and wow. I mean, it really kind of got at some of the, the good spots there. Um, I have to say, and then the music changes at one point and it's no longer ocean waves. It's, um, it's the twittering of these birds and they are, it's no longer relaxing. It's like, you would think whoever put this together would make this super soothing kind of, um, audio track, but these birds are frantically twittering. It's like Twitter, 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 Twitter. And there's like 20 of them. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of frantic for something that's supposed to relax you, but maybe this is the energy part of uh, the whole experience. I'm not sure. Uh, in any case, it goes back to my waves and my seagulls. And this makes me much happier. Um, it feels like it goes on forever. And yet I'm completely disappointed when she comes and, uh, turns off the chair and, and brings me up to, uh, upright. Then I leave the nose thing in and now I have to walk around to the front of the store in front of everybody in the hallway of the mall and sit down at the oxygen bar and hook up again for my last five minutes. And so I, I hook up, I know how to do it now. And there are people who come in and they just say, don't mind us. We just want to watch. And I feel like a total freak at the same time. You know, this is a fantastic experience. She gets out these energy drinks and she um, says, I get one. And then I also get either a water or like a vitamin water type drink. And the energy drinks, it's a choice of cola flavor, mocha flavor, and fruit flavor. And I go for the cola flavor. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about the energy drink because I think what it is, is just a big shot of caffeine. Uh, and I turn the drink around and look at the ingredients and it is definitely caffeine, but it's some kind of caffeine. And so maybe it's something different. Uh, and there's also green tea stuff in there and that has to be good for you. And some other stuff I don't really recognize. We used to have these in Japan, you know, there they were called Genki drinks because Genki is the word for healthy or energetic. Um, and, um, I never got into them there. Keith always liked them because he was always working really late and drinking Genki drinks to keep himself going. Um, but this is not really my bag, but I decide that the whole experience is what I'm going to do. And so I drink my Genki drink. And it tastes like shit. I'm sorry. It tastes like cough medicine. It's really disgusting. 
Um, but I drink it down like a good little soldier and I switch off with water. And, um, then she comes over with these weird little hand massagers and she rubs them up and down my shoulders and gives me this totally fantastic shoulder massage. And I just, I think that I have gone to heaven and she keeps saying, turn around, look at that sign over there. Isn't, can't you see it? Doesn't your, isn't your vision so sharp? And, um, I have to say, I'm not convinced that my vision is sharper, but I say, oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. But I do feel just fucking awesome. Uh, so I am completely convinced on this whole experience. And when the five minutes comes to an end, I am just happy as a clam I go over to their shelves because I need to buy something to get a bag from here too. And unfortunately, everything is not returnable, but they have all kinds of weird stuff, including some Dead Sea salts for baths that also include oxygen. I, I don't know how that works. Uh, and they also have these spray mists that have oxygen. And actually, she had sprayed me with one of these spray mists at the end to give me more oxygen. So God knows, you know, how that works, but, um, but whatever, if you can spray oxygen on you in a body spray, you know, more power to you. But what I settle on are the hand wizard ultimate body massagers that she just used on me for that awesome shoulder rub. And, um, I think that this is going to be a really really great thing to own, really going to improve, hopefully my quality of life and Keith's as well. So this seems like a really good purchase to me. I, I go and pay for it and I'm having this really nice conversation with this woman and she's been working there for over a year since it opened. And she said that she was developing arthritis in her hands, but being around the oxygen all the time and oxygenating more often, her arthritis has gone away completely. That is so amazing. But I believe it. I totally believe it. I think that, I think that that makes a lot of sense, really. You know, if you're filling your body with more healthful, whatever, even if it's just air, your body's going to get more healthy and, and, um, maybe stop some of its bad things that are starting to develop. Uh, it, she takes my information. So, um, if you come 10 times, you get one free visit and, um, I doubt I'll make it up to 10, but I, sure as hell I'm coming again. Now I walk out of there and I am, I am high as a kite, man. I am completely distracted from what I should be doing. I call Keith and he's not home, but I leave him a message that I just went to an oxygen bar and I want to tell him all about it. And then I call, um, Clea and, and she's there, she answers the phone and I get to, I get to tell her all about it. And she is really excited and she wants to come shopping with me. Um, one of these times you once she has some money to shop herself and, um, she makes me promise that we'll go to the oxygen bar. And I am happy to promise that cause I'm dying to go back already. I, you know, I really actually just feel like calling everybody I know because I am just full of hope and promise about the universe. 
I just I feel fantastic. I I don't know quite what to do with myself. I feel so fantastic. I try to focus and get myself back on track in terms of shopping. Uh, and so I go into Black Hills Gold, which is another jewelry store, but it's sort of like a mom and pop jewelry store. And I look around and I make my way up to the counter to check out their return policy because it has the vibe of a place where you can't return things. And their return policy is to return within four days. So I'm going to hold off and buy something here later because I won't be able to get back within four days. So next time I come, uh, I will, I will definitely be able to get back, you know, within the next day or two. So that feels like a safer time to buy something from here. I, I get out of there and I just can't focus I'm starting to feel the caffeine from the energy drink kick in. I feel really good though, but a little over the top. Um, you know, I quit caffeine a, a couple years ago and this is starting to feel like having a shot of espresso. Uh, the only thing I drink is decaf and that even gives me a caffeine buzz. Uh, so this energy drink is t putting me completely over the top. Um, uh, but I make myself go into games by James. It, it's hard to think about buying something useful in a game store, but I wander around and it's a fairly smart game store. It's not stupid. You know, they've got tons of puzzles, but they're funny puzzles. So it's like puzzles that are never ending. So there's no edge and stuff like that. I think that's kind of cool. Not very useful, but kind of cool. I go onto the card game aisle and I pick up a pack of Phase 10. This is a game that Keith's mother and sisters and cousins and all their friends play. And every time we go to Keith's mother's house, we end up in these Phase 10 showdowns every night you know, staying up all night to, to play these games. It's really a fantastic and fun game. I, uh, a little bit like gin rummy and we've been wanting to have a pack of these. And so I pick up a pack of those, but I, again, yeah, that's useful, but I kind of want to push it further. Like the phase 10 that's for us. That's great. We'll keep that. But is there something else in here that would be more useful? Then I stumble on the adult section of the games. And there's one which is like called Dirty Mind. And it's a game where you get three clues and you have to come up with the word that's not dirty that answers all those questions. So it's like the example they give is like, uh, the word is um, a description of a woman. It's a four letter word. And it contains blank UNT and you have to come up with the non-dirty answer, which obviously the first thing that comes to mind is cunt. Uh, but, uh, the actual answer to it is aunt. So I think this is kind of hilarious, um, and might actually, um, with certain company turn into a fairly funny evening, but I, I'm not sure it really falls into the realm of useful. Uh, there's another game called lust 
And uh, in this game, you get different cards and um, you play with your partner, you know, your whatever, your sexual partner. And uh, it instructs you to act out certain sexual foreplay. And, you know, I don't totally understand this one. Um, it's kind of funny, though. I'm not sure Keith would find it very funny, but um, but I find it kind of funny. But it, it makes me a little self-conscious. I, I can't do it. It's it's like, you know, it's too private. I can't, like, I can't, it's just weird. So I put that one back. And then I end up with the battle of the sexes. And the battle of the sexes says on it, how much do you really know about the opposite sex? And it's an outrageous and hormonally charged battle where the name of the game is to ultimately decide which is the superior sex, male or female. I have a feeling that this would actually be a pretty big hit in my house. Contrary to what I thought would um, happen in my life, I have ended up actually um, believing in a fair amount of gender difference and uh and it, i think it takes getting married and having kids to really bring some of that home certainly keith is a total guys guy i'm not much of a girl's girl uh so i probably actually don't know much about the women's ones but um some of the questions are uh for men what is the usual number of lugs on a wheel actually i don't think keith could answer that either um, name three ingredients used to make concrete. You might have trouble with that one too. Where would you be if you were in the Superdome? That one I think he could answer. But the women's ones, what would a woman put on her pulse points? Yowza. I don't know if I could answer that, but apparently it's perfume. What kind of nut is used to make marzipan? Uh, almonds. And what is the best way to stop a run in stockings? I know the answer to that. Nail polish. Yes, absolutely. Preferably clear. Uh, you know, it's kind of dumb, but uh, this is the best I can do in the game store. So um, this is what I'm going to get. Maybe it'll actually... Uh, maybe it'll actually bring some clarity to to our household. Well, we'll see. Now, everything feels ultra in focus. Um, maybe it's the caffeine talking, or perhaps it is the cranberry timber combo from the oxygen. I, I go to the bathroom because I think the caffeine is making me have to pee. I don't know if that happens to anybody else, but it sure as hell happens to me. And I'm coming out of the bathroom and I get a little confused about which way to go after I wash my hands. So I'm clearly like over the top and a little disoriented. It feels like a maze in there. I know I got in, but I don't know how to get out. I, I continue to just feel like calling everyone I know. And um, Keith calls at this point and, and I tell him all about the whole experience. And I feel like I am talking a mile a minute. I can't stop my mouth. Uh, and he mentions that he's really hungry and I think I am never going to have to eat again. I feel so complete. <laughs> I get off the phone with Keith and I realize I just have to move on and I go into rainbow, which is one of these 
super duper cheapo stores for, you know, teenage girls and I mean, but beyond cheap, I mean, really crappy, crappy stuff. They have t-shirts for sale and I figure this is probably a good way to go. Uh, I grab a couple and I head for the dressing rooms and I get into a dressing room and it really stinks in there. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just getting hypersensitive to my sensory perception, but, um, it smells like BO or like bathrooms and why a changing room would smell like bathrooms. It's really nasty. I, I just, I gotta get out of there. I try on the t-shirts really quickly and, um, I hate them. They look really tight and, and awful. And I just, I just leave. Um, and I, I head towards another rack and I'm in the plus girl size section now, which isn't usually my section, but I'm clearly not the normal section either. So I start looking through it and I, um, I find a t-shirt, which is an extra large and those other ones were larges. So maybe this would fit me. And it has a glitter snowman with a New York a uh, baseball cap on sideways. And I think, well, <laughs> this is kind of appropriate. And while it doesn't fit into the useful realm, it might, uh, it might just do the trick to get me out of rainbow. As I'm walking through the shoe section over to the checkout counter, uh, there's a bunch of girls, uh, trying on these ugly ass stiletto type sandals and heels. And they're all teenagers. And this girl, this black girl is talking to her white friend. And she says, you're the first white girl I've met who doesn't have really big feet. <laughs> Again, maybe things are coming into focus for me because I am so charged up right now. But that is one of the funniest things I think I've ever heard for some reason. I have never thought about the fact that white girls might have bigger feet than black girls, but there you go. Uh, you know, who, who knew, but you learn something every day. In any case, I, I get myself out of there and, and, uh, and just keep my charge going down the, uh, down the hallway. Dollar Tree Stores is next, and this should be pretty easy. First of all, it's a relief because everything is only a dollar, and I could use some of that in my life right now. And it is designed to be useful. It's got all kinds of useful stuff in here. It's got paper towels, um, glue guns, extension cords. The caffeine is really starting to make me jittery, so I'm having some trouble making decisions. But, you know, maybe I'm going to have to use one of those bath bombs from Basin that I bought a couple trips ago to counteract this tonight. You know, maybe that'll kind of relax me. But I'm way wound up, and I just don't know which direction to go in. I decide on a little red basket that I think would be good for the kids to put um, bath toys into. It's got holes on the side, so it'll drain the water out. And um, so I pick that up. And as I'm scooting down another aisle to get back to the checkout, 
I come across some scribble pads, which are always useful because the kids do a ton of drawing. So I pick some of those up too. And they're super cheap. They're only newsprint, but they do a lot of drawing. And I think that that would be good for them too. So this seems like a really good way to go. Uh, I still am overwhelmed by the choices. There's detergent, there's shampoo, uh, but I'm just gonna um, just try to get out of here with just these three things and, and keep moving. I pass by Metropolitan Learning Alliance next. It's just like a little doorway. It looks a little bit like a community college or someplace like a technical school, but I I can't go in there right now. It's just too much for me to go and explore and try to figure out what this place is. I can barely get myself down the hall at this point because the caffeine is really taking over. So instead I go straight into ACES flight simulation. This place reminds me a little bit of NASCAR, uh, except it's got real heavy duty airplane stuff um, for sale. And, but they have these airplane simulators everywhere so you can get into the cockpit and have like a video flight experience so I start looking around the gift shop and I I'm I'm looking at a bunch of stuff but I'm also thinking gosh you know you went ahead and did the oxygen bar. Maybe you should go ahead and do a flight simulation. You know, that be like your, your day today to really do stuff now that you're getting this opportunity. So I go up to the two guys behind the counter and they're like, you know, 18 and having this really geeky conversation with one another, but they're kind of funny, you know? Um, and I ask them what the deal is with the flight simulation. And you can either do a half an hour for $30 or an hour for $60. And this kind of blows me away. This is no little NASCAR, you know, video game where you do it for a few minutes. This is like a really serious commitment. Uh, they recommend an hour because it takes so long to learn to fly the thing that um, you may not have such a rewarding experience at half an hour. But even half an hour seems to me like a ton of time and 30 bucks seems like a lot of money after having spent 20 plus the, um, the massagers at Oxinate. And so I'm waffling uh, wildly about whether to do it. And they're telling me that you can either go kamikaze and just fly crazy, or you can take it and have a leisurely sightseeing ride. So you can go like in the world war two planes, you could go all over Europe so I mean, I would love to like go to Rome and Florence and stuff like that. That would be really fun. It might be really relaxing too. Uh, in the end though, I decide that it's too much for today and, um, that maybe some other time I'll come back and they give me a brochure about it, which is great. I mean, I'll, I'll take that and I'll, I'll think about it. Maybe that could be like an, a last visit kind of, you know, cherry on this Sunday kind of experience for me. So I pick out a t-shirt, which I think is really cool. And it's like this diagrammatic drawing. It's a dark blue t-shirt and then this white diagrammatic drawing of an airplane. And it's really awesome. I would actually love to own it. And I get it in Keith's size because it's a men's t-shirt. Um, and I make sure that I can return it because it's $25 and you know, we don't really need to spend 25 bucks on that. 
but uh, that's kind of cool. I mean, I'd love to come back and actually try to fly. I, I do have the thought that maybe if it is relaxing, it would counteract this crazy caffeine trip that I'm currently on. Uh, but I guess the money really, um, really gives me pause. Now, my last store um, before the uh, scrapbooking store, which I already did, the last store left is Radio Shack. And this should be fairly simple. Get in, get out, you know, uh, get some extension cords and, you know, get out. Um, but in their front display, they have these Magellan Roadmate portable auto navigation systems. And I'm just immediately drawn in to like the video visual, you know, maybe it's like the blinking lights attracts me kind of like an animal, you know, or something, but I'm drawn in and I can't focus on anything else. And a sales guy immediately comes up and starts to talk to me. So I get drawn in immediately into this conversation about these portable auto navigation systems. This wasn't really where I had intended taking my, my mall trip this afternoon. Well, really none of this was intended. Um, but here I am and I'm thinking, gosh, these are really, really expensive, but they sure are useful. You can like you can have this whole map thing going on where it can tell you how to get where you're going. And like, wouldn't that be great to have, uh, in a pinch? Cause you know, flipping through maps, I mean, my God, of course the cheapest one, which is $300 is sold out. But apparently that one kind of stinks because it doesn't have enough memory to keep all your information. It just has the real general highway information but the next stage up, which is $500, has enough memory to keep all of the U.S. information like totally updated on this thing so you never have to go back and, um, and update it or give it, you know, um, download certain bits of information, which seems like a huge difference to me. And then there's one step up from that, which is $600. And that's the newfangled one. And you can like download other kinds of stuff like MP3s and stuff like that. But you know, I don't need that. In any case, I find myself convincing myself that this is a really good idea that it is in fact really useful. It makes me a little uncomfortable because it way breaks my $300 limit. I mean, I broke it last time with the uh, watch for Keith when that was like 360 plus tax. It was like 380 something. But um, I don't know. I just, I, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. And I must be high because uh, I tell the sales guy that I'm going to buy it. And I say, well, if my husband thinks I'm really nuts to buy this, is it returnable? And he says, yes, within 30 days. And so he goes in back and he gets me one and I hand over my credit card and it comes to $585. Just like that. Boom. I spend $585. This is what oxygen and a little caffeine does to my brain, it completely fries it and destroys all judgment. 
but it's kind of freeing in a way. I mean, who knew that I was capable of buying something that would cost me almost $600 when I started this? I couldn't even comfortably spend $50 on something. And here I am whipping out my credit card. I mean, just goes to show you, it doesn't take much to wear a person down until um, they really lack uh, frugality and judgment. It's this place. It does it to you. I, I feel lucky to get out of there in one piece. And by now, my head is really starting to hurt. The caffeine is completely fucking me over. I just figure, well, that's it. I'm done shopping for the day. I haven't hit that many stores, but this is about as full an experience as I can really manage at the moment. Uh, I do not know quite what to do with myself still though. And so I had seen on the map that on the East side, there are a bunch of stores up on the fourth floor, which I went up to the fourth floor over to check out Hooters a few visits ago. And you know, there was just Hooters and AMC theaters and nothing else. It's kind of dead up there. But Keith had said that he actually heard that there used to be a bunch of nightclubs up there and that they all closed down. So I figure I'm going to go check it out. And if there are more stores, then, I'll, you know, next time I'll come and I'll, I'll shop at them. Uh, so I go up the escalator and it is so weird. It's like a ghost town and it's all clearly restaurants and or bars and or nightclubs that have shut down and their windows are all covered in black plastic. And it's just so odd. It, it's funny because it's the only failed moment in the mall of America. Even the storefronts that are empty, you just feel like there's potential there. Something else could come there at any moment, but the closed down bars really shows me that they are not perfect. They, they can't, they can't do everything right. And here is a, a moment, a, a vision of their total misjudgment in terms of, you know, what kind of culture they could create in this place. And, and it just didn't succeed. And here it is. It's a ghost town. So interesting. That pretty much uh, sums it up for me today. I, I I think it's time for me to get out of here. I'm totally spinning. The caffeine is totally bringing me down. Next time I go to the oxygen bar, no energy drink for Rosemary. I um, That really did me in. But I do feel like it was really kind of an amazing experience, and I'm really glad I did it. And maybe someday soon I will do that flight simulation too.